I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left what to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And it's not! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! Hey, hello! Gentlemen, what's up, bitches? We're back. Couldn't get rid of us for that long. Part two of uh, weird and mythical fake history events, things that we are taught the wrong thing about, things that make you go, What? Um, last episode, we forgot like the most important shout out. Oh, to our boys at Psycho Stick. Yep, to our boys at Psycho Stick. Uh, coming coming semi-close again here. They've got a show coming up in Cleveland. They've got a show coming up in Cincinnati. Uh, and once again, they're playing with the band Sump. Sump, Sump, Sump. Sump, Sump, Sump. Sump. Sump, Sump. The band, the band is Sump. Sump, Sump. The band is Sump. Which, trust me, Sump puts on a hell of a show as well. Yeah, he's they're pretty fun. Um... But let's just jump back into it. All right, Mike. Do you know where fake eyelashes got their start? I don't. From a uh, lady of the evening. And in fact, her name for them was Cumbrellas. <laughs> Cumbrellas. Yes. Okay. So that is why this uh, madam of the evening designed fake eyelashes. Splash guards. As Chelsea just said, to basically be yeah. splash guards. Yeah, I mean, pink what? eye, pink eye preventers. <laughs> That's from poo particles. Well, but how do we know? I've never had a shot in my eye. Tom? No, I, I can't say I have okay, either. Well, I, mean, I could be right. Chelsea? <laughs> uh, I'm not talking. Mm. So Chelsea will be answering that in detail off air. Yeah, that's 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 for the patrons only. Um all right, so, and the witch isn't here to verify this, but I can always remember growing up and hearing about how witches were burnt at the stake. Uh, I know where you're going with this. Right, so up in Salem, they had the witch trials. Right. And I, I, I can remember them, you know, reading about how they were burnt at the stake. And if they didn't burn, then they weren't a witch. Apparently that never happened. It did. Just nowhere near as much. Yeah. The, most of them were hung. Or dunking. Or drowned. Which, if you don't know, dunking is they would tie a large-ass rock to you. And throw you in. And throw you in. And if you drowned, you were human. But if you survived, you were a witch. No, I think it was the other way around. Was it the other way around? If you died, you were a witch. And they were, they was proven right. Maybe. I don't know. But still, ignorant either way. Yeah. Um, 
Let me see here. Um, hey, did you, growing up, and, and you may not be old enough for this, but growing up, you know, when computers came out, the greatest game ever was the Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. You remember playing that? I can't say how many times I've died of dysentery. That's right. <laughs> Always try to figure out the best way to make it, right? So right in the 1980s, that was when the first fax machine was patented. Which is short for... I don't know. Facsimile. Oh. Um, don't ask me what... I, I just happen to know that fax is short for facsimile. Oh. We think... Uh, never mind. My, my information, I've read that wrong. Could be the beer. Um, oh, we are on a... We're on our third one. Where'd mine go? Oh, it's over here. Which is... This one is uh, the second to biggest boy in the group. It is, we are a tropical <laughs> beer hugging it right now. Right. Another Imperial IPA. Topping the charts at 9.9%. Thank you, Goose Island. You can definitely smell, smell the pine. Oh. This one. That, that's an IPA IPA. Yeah. That's a punch you in, as, to quote Mike from last episode, a punch you in the throat hops IPA. Yeah, this one is definitely a hop buster. That might be my favorite. So, my story was a little messed up, Tom. The Oregon Trail, right, basically takes place in like 1843. Right. That's the same year that Scottish inventor Alex Bain put forward the patent for the first fax, fax machine. 1843. No shit. Yeah. The dude was way, way ahead of his time. Um, you know, there have been a lot of riots recently. But, um, there was a riot in 1922 that I, I, ju I just can't, I, I can't, Get behind. At oh, all. Well, what was it about? The Straw Hat Riot of 1922. Okay. Whereas all these patrons destroyed hat maker shops who were offering hats and felt. Wow. Listen, people don't like change, man. No, they don't like change, but I tell you what, man. There's nothing like a nice felt fedora. <laughs> yeah, well, if they would have just tried them before destroying them, the riots would have never happened. You know, that could be said for a lot of things in history, Mike, if they just would have tried it before. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, we all know about the women's suffrage, suffrages, suffragette movement, you know, the marching for the right to vote. Did you know in 1929, a group of women took to the streets marching for the right to smoke. I and did, but I didn't. Apparently, they were not allowed to smoke. No, which is why snuff was originally created for women. Right. And do you know why it was called snuff? No. 
because originally it wasn't put in your lip. Oh, where was it put in your nose? Oh. I've tried some of that stuff. Good lord. Kill you. What, snuff? Well, well, it's called snus now. Oh, oh, well, that's in a pouch. It doesn't count. No, no, you snort it. Yeah, okay. I think. Or maybe not. Um, hey, Mike. Yeah. As a former college degenerate, did are you, you are, are you talking about me? Um, as someone who may have known former college That's degenerates. Better. That's better. Um, did any of your brothers have to swallow a live goldfish? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that started in the uh, 1930s in Harvard. At Harvard. Listen, all the bad shit that happens in colleges today... Started at those fucking Ivy League schools. Yep, started at the rich kid schools. Because they were bored. Um, I do I do have a story about that. Not about swallowing goldfish. But when we were joining the fraternity, mm-hmm. we weren't called pledges. We were associates. Just because it was a kinder, gentler term. But um, not kinder, gentler treatment. Uh, for most people it was. But if you had a tendency to tell people to fuck off, some opportunities presented themselves where people would take advantage of it. Well, one of the things that the associate class had to do was um, have a dinner for all the active brothers and the alumni that were in the area. So we were cooking, and we just saw we were doing a game dinner. So guys were bringing in deer, and guys were, you know, and I didn't really do that. I was not a hunter back then. I was not a good fisherman. I liked to fish, but... I'm in the same boat. I'm a terrible fisherman, but I love it. I catch more obstacles than I do actual fish. I would definitely be... The guy that has to stuff weights in his fish to win a fishing tournament. I would have to make my fish out of weights. That's fair. Um, so, I got in charge of making the stew. Well, oh boy, a few of the fraternity brothers had pissed me off the day before. So I said, yeah, no doubt, I got this, I got this. I'll do the stew. I went to the pet store and bought about $45 worth of fishing minnows. Mm. And that was the starter for my stew. Oh! Back, dude, that had to be close to a thousand minnows back then. It was a lot. <laughs> and, and then, like, I threw in, like, all the scraps from the whatever people were cutting and decided not to use and I threw it in and I threw a bunch of like beans and all this shit and tomato sauce and And it was the best stew they ever had wasn't it? Damn right they're all like oh my god this is amazing how come you're not eating it and I'm like oh I don't eat I don't eat free range animals yeah and then afterwards I told the one kid that I was pledging with I mean associating with I'm like did you have that stew? he goes 
No, I didn't. I was going over. It was all gone. I said, yeah. Um, there's about 500 minnows in that <sighs> stew. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, like, I took 500 minnows and cooked them. Well, first I let them die. And then I cooked them. And he was like, oh, my God. We're dead. If they find out, we're dead. And I said, Psh, you're the only one that knows. We're not telling anybody. And then when we got when we got initiated, I stood up in front of everybody and said, Hey, who all likes that stew? And they're like, Yeah, we loved it. And I was like, You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> you ain't you ain't fishing bait. <laughs> so, anywho. You know, <coughs> Tom. Mike. When I sit down to eat, probably like my most useful utensil is a fork. Would you agree with that? I can get down with that. Because sometimes forks can even handle what you would normally use a spoon for, right? You go to the cupboard, then mm, spoonful of peanut butter right, right now would be nice. Oh shit, the kids have stolen all my spoons. Well, here's a fork. It does the trick, right? Right. In 11th century Italy, forks alarmed religious leaders who said that using artificial hands was an offense to God. Oh, my. Let me tell you something. I, my ex-brother married a girl from Italy. The shit that, that those people believe is mind-boggling. We went out to dinner. She threw a fit because there was ice in everybody's drinks. Apparently in Italy, if you drink something cooled off with an ice cube, it could kill you. If you step outside in the winter... I ran out to my car, it was snowing. I ran out in shorts and a t-shirt to grab something out of the car, like my work briefcase or something. Which is, you know, around here, that's- Normal. Norm, yeah. I came back in and she was like, oh my gosh, you need to go to the hospital. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, um, you're, you have pneumonia. And I said, what? And she goes, yeah, everybody from <clears throat> Italy knows. That if you go out in the snow in shorts and a short sleeve shirt, you get pneumonia. And I was like, no, I guess we need to disclose that I probably was not the most popular brother-in-law in the family. <laughs> not you! Because. Listen, Mike may have a calm demeanor now, but, uh. Mike was, Mike was quick to uh, point out how you were wrong. That's fair. It's not my fault I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that because, like, women will hit a curb and they'll be like, Oh, sorry, I'm a sparrow, guess. Hee, hee, hee. But their pee smells. Anywho, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm telling you right now, 
you look you look up Capricorn, and I'm every bit of that, except right now, career-wise, I don't have much motivation. Um, but that's only because at this point I'm kind of just biding my time until I figure out what the hell I'm doing. Um, uh, the views expressed by Mike on Mike Has a Drink are not the views of Mike in real life. Right, so if you're the HR person, please don't call me in for yet again another interview. Um, by the way, um, not making it to work tomorrow. No, definitely there. Just, just pencil it in now. We're not coming in. Tom's not going to show up here and do my work while I recover. We're just not going to be in. Um... So, I don't even know where the hell we were going with that. I got... You talked to your sister-in-law about your pneumonia. Oh, that's right. I was like, <laughs> what, Like, is everybody from Italy a fucking hypochondriac? Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Um, my other ex-sister-in-law, both of my ex-brother-in-laws, I, I got along with them both. They're, they were nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, both of their wives were ex-wives were from Europe I don't know how anything gets done over there oh jeez sounds like all hell is broken loose in the uh, pool table room the cats are jumping out of the tree onto each other um So the one year, they all came to Lancaster for Christmas. My 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 ex's parents, all her brothers, you know, the whole family. Right. There was a beautiful farmhouse B&B, two minutes from where we lived. Right. The one brother-in-law's wife was like, oh no, we can't stay there. And he goes, what do you mean? I just have, I have, looking at those pictures, it's just causing me a very unsettling feeling like there's bad spirits in that house. Right? Without ever being there, just from a picture. Now you, I I completely understand you walk in someplace, you go, whoa, something fucking bad happened here. You're looking at a damn picture. (laughs) The whole reason you don't like it is because it doesn't look like the bed is fancy. So she made them pick another place, and the only other one that was available was an hour and a half from our house. Oh, jeez. I was working for a newspaper then. My job, I was in charge of the circulation of the paper, right? So so Mike was a delivery boy is what that No. No, that's no. not true. I, I, I did a couple times, and I'll I tell you what, I don't know how those fucking people do it, man. They would go take out a route... Deliver, deliver their route and be back in like five hours. Anytime I had to fill in, I was dropping papers off at fucking eight o'clock at night. And they're going, oh my God, we didn't even think we were going to, we thought maybe you didn't publish the paper. I'm like, dude, I don't even know where I am. Like, I'm following this Well, this is sheet. back before GPS, right? Right. I'm following this sheet, bouncing here and bouncing there. And I, what town am I? Is this the right paper? You know what I mean? But they're an hour and a half away. 
So every night, hey, come on up to come up to where we're staying and blah blah blah. And it'd be like seven o'clock, and I'd be like, okay, we've been here ten minutes. Like I'm ready to go. I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning to meet these fucking people. I shouldn't say fucking people because I actually really loved my delivery people. They were awesome. But I got to meet them to make sure there's no issues with the papers. And like, you know, so instead of staying 10 minutes away or they could have stayed at my parents' house. You know what I mean? My parents have a house where there's like seven or eight bedrooms. You know what I mean? You could have just stayed there. That's 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. And no one died in that house because my dad built it. And it's not like on an Indian burial ground. It's not on sacred, sacred, you know, there wasn't a cemetery that was there that was pulled out like on Poltergeist or built on top of. The only thing that could be there maybe was like a dead cow or a dead deer at some point. You know what I mean? Oh, so that's was, where the real shit comes in. That's true. Because then you're sleeping and you just keep hearing. Which, cows don't really move, by the way. They growl. Um, <laughs> but, anywho. So, I mean, I don't even know if, where the hell I was going with that. Hey, Mike. It was just very inconvenient for me. <laughs> Have you, the history major, ever heard of Hector the Confector? Did he invent? Not a real person. Oh. So, no. During World War II, several pilots noticed that a thundercloud formed almost every day at the exact same time, at the exact same place. Okay. So, it became nicknamed Hector, the take of Vector, because it was a lightning thunderstorm. Oh, that's cool. And Hector is still active almost daily. Where's that at? Like right off of uh, the northern tip of Australia. Okay. This cumulus cloud was visible regularly from September to March. In fact, it was so reliable that it became a navigational beacon for both pilots and mariners. Oh, wow. Which is when that's, they got the name Hector. That's pretty cool. And still, to this day, around 3 p.m., Hector forms up on the north. No way. Off the north of... I'm going to have to YouTube that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Currently, Hector is one of the most observed storm formations. People travel from all, the world, or all around the world just to study, quote-unquote, him. Okay. Did you know that a woman was elected to Congress... Before women, women had the right to vote? I did not. Yeah. Jeanette Rankin was the first member of the U.S. Congress in 1916. Four years before women could vote. Um, is there any... <coughs> That's all I got for now. Okay, okay, okay. That they, didn't, they didn't really dig much into that weird fact. Did you know... Nazis very rarely called themselves Nazis. Yeah. Nazi was actually a derogatory yes. term. Yep. It was an insult, meaning mm -hmm. ignorant peasant. And was in use long before Adolf Hitler 
coined the phrase. Well, so was the swastika. He's, right. He stole it from Native Americans. Right. Um, it was a shortened version of Ignatius, a common name in Bavaria, the area from which the Nazis emerged. Opponents seized on and shortened the party's title, which was the National Social... I don't know. Socialistisch Deutsch Dutch Apparel. Good God. How the hell could you even say that? You couldn't even fit that on a ballot. Right? No wonder it got shortened to Nazi. Mike? What? I have one of history's truest and purest heroes bringing up to you right now. Okay. Are we going is this a Benedict Arnold fact? No. Damn it. During World War II, her name was Juliana. Okay. She was a great Dane who extinguished the fuse of a bomb when she peed on it. What? Yes, sir. That's pretty sweet. She is a hero of heroes. Oh, yes, she is. That's a good puppy. That's why he... Uh, well, I don't know that. I, I, I saw a great day the other day in person when I took the little freaking terrorists to the vet. They were... I had two of them in one little carrier. This dude walks in with this great Dane. One year. Turn, it was one year old the day he walked in. It was 160 pounds. Oh, and it's, wow. it was still looking skinny. <coughs> and uh, he sat down. His wife sat down. The Great Dane sat down on the stool next to him with its feet still on the ground. It but its like, ass on a chair. It just put its ass on the chair and just <laughs> sat there. So let me tell you, I'm surprised that when that Great Dane peed, it didn't like flood wherever they were. <laughs> it might have only been a puppy. Uh, maybe that's true. Um, did you know that some scholars actually believe that Alexander the Great was buried alive? I know. Did you just say I know or unknow? No, no, that was an I. Where um, they believe he suffered from a neurological disorder called Gillian Barr Bear Syndrome. Mm-hmm. As nurse? a nurse, 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 Bar- people, it doesn't. Depending on where you go, people say it either way. Bear, bar, it's Gillian Bar. That he was actually paralyzed but mentally aware when buried, <laughs> which is a whole other form of hell. That's scary shit, man. That's like those horror stories you hear about the... Um, uh, yeah, like the serial killer or whatever. No, no, no. Captures the person, buries them, and leaves clues. No, no, no. I'm uh, talking. That, that's as bad as... Um, no, that's what I was talking about. God, why, I can't think of the term, but it's the medical phenomena where you're conscious but asleep during surgery. You can't move. It's, it's basically sleep paralysis <laughs> for yeah, surgery. Yeah. But you feel everything. No. Nope. You hear nope. everything. Nope. But you can't react. You can't I'm yell. Not my you dad. Can, no. Not doing it. Well, nobody wants to do it. 
My dad had to go through a special test to see what would work on him because it happened to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Hey, Mike. Yeah? I got a little something for our Marvel fans here. Okay. Okay. Do you know who I'll the... Do, I'll do my best. I'm not a huge Marvel nerd. Okay. Do you know who the original Avengers were? No. Um, with the Hollywood spin, they're the Bastards. Okay. From Inglorious Bastards. Okay. The Avengers were a Jewish Nazi hunting um, garrison. Okay. And so, you know, aptly named Avengers. Yeah, that's awesome. And you... Exactly, which is probably actually why, because, um, you know, Stan Lee was born near yep. that time. Yep. So, <clears throat> it makes sense as to why he would name a group of heroes, well, him right. and the well, other writers. And it, it makes a lot of sense, because they almost all have masks. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that show on, I think it was on Amazon, about the Nazi hunters. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the name of it, but it was interesting. Which, if you've never seen Inglorious Bastards, yeah, yes, Christoph Waltz plays a bad guy, but he is—he plays that role like a freaking champ. Yeah. So, you know how they say when you have a rough night, drinking the night before, you get up in the morning, have a little hair of the dog, right? Right. Have a Bloody Mary. The hair of the dog to bitch you. Uh, did you know the, uh, the Bloody Mary was originally known as a bucket of blood? I did not, but I can see it. <laughs> Definitely not the most appetizing name. Well, but, I mean, again, depending on the culture you're in. Like, well, I was in New York, though. Like, bucket of blood, you'd think New Orleans, right? The, yeah, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> Um, and if you don't know what a Bloody Mary is, it's basically vodka. And tomato juice and tomato with celery in it. With celery and hot sauce. some hot sauce and some Worcestershire sauce. Um, was invented. Their claim, the, the, the credit goes to Harry's New York Bar. And a patron named Roy Barton called it a bucket of blood. And it stuck until the King Cole Bar at the St. Regis Hotel, where all the fancy people went, reintroduced it, rebranded it, first called it the Red Snapper, and then finally settled on the name Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. They pro I would think it probably got renamed around Halloween. Sounds legit. Yeah, I mean, I buy that. And th my next fact, we talked about. So our, our longtime fans, when we talked about the prohibition, mm -hmm. we talked about, as a deterrent to the drinking, they were putting poison in the alcohol. Right. So my next, my next thing is, the U.S. poisoned people as a drinking deterrent. During prohibition, prohibition, which was definitely a weird time in the country's history, We've talked about how it led to the rise of the mob. 
Um, really, and NASCAR. And NASCAR because the bootleggers became NASCAR racers. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you had to do what you could to your engine. Yeah. To make it faster. So you couldn't get caught. Right. Because that's the only way you made money. Um, yeah, you don't make money sitting in jail. Yeah. Off of, off death, of that. That's not true either. Right. Back then. Yeah. Um. So hey. uh, it was illegal to have the buy, purchase, produce, whatever. You could you could still have it and make it and whatever, but you just couldn't sell it or you know, right? So the U.S. government decided they were actually going to poison the alcohol, which is where the um, the blind the term blind drunk came from, right? Because right. they would poison certain stills, right? And it would make people who drank the first few rounds out of that still blind. Correct. Um, and, you know, people are still drinking this stuff because, yeah, you know, it's, it's made quickly. It's not nearly as good as what they could get their hands on before. Um, but hooch is hooch. But if you're desperate and you're, you've, you're, you're an alcoholic or what, Then hooch used, is hooch. Yep. You're used to drinking. People would, people would drink rubbing alcohol. Or whatever they can get, any kind of industrial alcohol they could get their hands on. So the governor or the government would denature it, which would which means they would either add iodine, chloroform, gasoline, kerosene. And iodine was the number one blinding agent. Yes. Yes, and sir. And people still continue to drink it, and they <laughs> estimate ten thousand people died from it. I got one for you, but another Olympic one. Okay. From 1912 to 1948, there were some uh, pretty weird and distinct Olympic categories. Okay. Like, when you think Olympics, you don't think literature. No. Or architecture. No. Sculpture or painting or music. Nope, 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 and nope. But between 1912 and 1948... Those were all Olympic events, all with medal winners. Okay, so in my head, I hear literature. So was it the best person that could recite Shakespeare? What I, what I'm, it, it doesn't say obviously here, but what I'm picturing in is um, almost like an open mic night. Okay, yeah. Get up and recite a poem. And the fan reaction... Mm. Um, I'm assuming again. Well, I could be know, completely wrong, but you know that's crazy that that can be an Olympic sport. But we got rid of baseball and wrestling. I knew baseball. I didn't know wrestling. Mm, I think they're both coming back, though. How the wait? Wrestling is the most Olympic it's event like there the is. Original. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I, and I know this one too. We talked about Tom back during our colonial period. But when people hear the term submarines, right, they all think... They think of Brad Marshall and throwing a check. Yeah, well, they think of World War II, right? Oh, okay, yeah. No. The, the big U-boats. I know where you're going with this, sir. Um, the first submarine, though... Was in the Civil War. No. 1812. The Revolutionary War. That, that's, that's what I meant. That's what I was... It was, it was called the... 
Think about the thing. If it falls on its back, it's on its back, it's screwed. The Can't, turtle? Yes. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it was this big, and it was pedal-powered. Yes, pedal-powered. So, American David Bushnell built the turtle in 1775. It failed miserably. It was the first submersible vessel ever, so used, bad. <laughs> ever attempted to be used in combat. It was first attempted. They wanted to attack the British ship, the Eagle, September 6th, 1776. I, I remember talking about this. Yep. And, it, like, all they could basically do, like, their drill wasn't strong enough, so all they basically could do was, like, poke it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then on top of it, it was set up that when the drill was on, then the, pe the power from pedaling was moved off of the... Um, Boy, the, rudder, the rudder or whatever you want to call it, the little propellers, and switch to the drill. Well, they soon found out that That's... when they did that, the tide would push the turtle back away from the boat. Yep. So it was a failure. But a hell of an attempt. Yeah, I mean, pretty freaking creative. Um, did you know, we're talking about your man here now. Oh, boy. Napoleon Tiponatarte. Okay, I think we might be going to the same place. On I, that is my next one too. But let me hear it. Um, once attacked a horde of bunnies. No, we were not going to the same. Place. He 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 arranged for a rabbit hunt for his troops to boost morale. Okay. Um, but instead of running the other way, the rabbits basically turned and charged. And Napoleon and his men. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Now, if you've ever seen the original Bill and Ted, or... Monty Python. Or any Monty really? Python, yes, sir. I was. That was my next thing to say. Mm -hmm. Then that would scare the shit out of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, that's not where I was going. <coughs> so, it was actually 5'7". Really? 5'5", Five five to five seven. That's actually not that short for back then. That's tall. That's tall for yeah. back then. Napoleon, man. But what it was is the um, getting ripped off, dude. He had. I want to. I want to say pancreatic issues, but that might be wrong. Which is why you see all his pictures with his hand, right here. Ah. And he spent a lot of his time hunched over in pain. That's why it looks so short. So people just associate him with being short because, you know, I don't know, they weren't paying attention or yeah, some shit. I don't know. Well, well, no. Is what it is, I guess. It's a better story. I can see it being a uh, moralizing event for either side. Yeah. Like the French going, look, our leader is only this tall. And we're still kicking your ass. And then the other side going, their leader's only this tall. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Let's go get them. He's a midget. We can take turns throwing him. Um, my, I was going a different direction. That France actually declared war on Napoleon. Because when Napoleon got sent to exile on an island. Yeah, what was the name of it? 
Mm, not remember it. No, top of my head. Um, but eventually he escapes the island. Comes yes. Back. And the army, or at least all his old soldiers, rejoined up with him. Saint Helena. There we go. Um, so the King of France in May of 1803 personally declared war on Napoleon because he was still a hero in the yep. public eye and he wanted to villainize the hero to make himself look better. Right. Um, Mike, I'm going to jump forward a little bit in history here. In the 1830s, do you know what the number one medicine prescribed by doctors was? Cocaine? No. Oh, wait, 1830. That was number two. Lithium? No. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Ketchup. What? It was sold as a cure for an upset stomach by an Ohio physician named John Cook. And it took off from there, and then from there, people started using it as a condiment. I mean, listen, there's nothing like ketchup on your eggs. Mm. Mm. Ketchup and hot sauce? Oh, yeah. Ketchup on your eggs, on your mac and cheese. Mm. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. So, whoever. I will fight most- anybody. I will fight anybody who tries to say. Ketchup and mac and cheese don't go together. Ketchup and mac and cheese don't go together. Well, he can't fight you. Well, I can, just later in the bedroom. Well, they definitely don't fucking go together now. Mike, Mike has a drink does not <laughs> any of the freaky stuff that happens between the other members of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Snap! I just stumbled across something that directly affects us, Mike. Uh Uh-oh. Our nation's first president. It is black. No, the second president's kids were black. The first six presidents of the U.S. were actually black. But we're not going there right now. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) He actually... um, Old Georgie Porgy Washington op- opened and ran a whiskey distillery after his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy cow. Well, okay. He, op- let me, let me retract and re-say he opened a lazy Whiskey distillery. Okay. Because he sold unaged whiskey. Oh, jeez. So that's the lazy version because good whiskey needs at least three years. I mean, at that point, is it even any better than, like, moonshine? It's pretty much grain alcohol, yeah. Yeah. Um, in In 1799, it was the largest in the country producing a... 11,000 gallons of unaged whiskey. That's a lot. 
That is a lot, but again, it's, Look, it's on age, so it's like drinking rubbing alcohol. But back then... Or hand sanitizer. Back then, people didn't have a lot of money. The country was broke. We're trying to recover from the Revolutionary War. You take what you can get, man. Um... You know that's uh, that that's actually pretty fair. It's kind of like kind of like you know how we pick our drinks for the for the episode. We reach into our pockets, put the money together, and say, "Okay, let's go to the liquor store and see what we can get for thirteen fifty. Right. So let's talk about Scientology for a minute. Right. Besides, I don't even know who the dude is. Sorry. That's okay. So you know, besides being famous because of Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Um, was, Which, by the way, Tom Cruise, we love you. Don't sue us. Yeah, you're you're the man, Tom. We love you in all your roles. One of my fraternity brothers, specifically actually, Maverick. Yeah, one of my fraternity brothers actually thought he was you. Um, <laughs> would, would show up to parties, act like you, talk like you. Um, so if you want to sue anybody, reach out to me. I'll give you his name in private, Kirk. Even though, um, e- even though Kirk, we don't know his name, Kirk. Yeah. Uh, happened to. Um, Say that your teeth are not symmetrical with your nose. Right. Uh, yeah, so listen, we're not going to put Kirk Roman out here. Uh, but anyway, so Scientology, Fuck right? Fucking Kirk. <laughs> it, was found, it was founded by a fiction writer, dude. L.R. Hubbard. He was a fiction writer. Now, does it have... Did he have any other... Fi- I, I don't know. I'm, I'm legit asking. Did he have any other, uh, like... Famous works. I don't know. Well, let's see what it says. So basically, it's it's based on the the fiction that he wrote, right? So, a secret religion does not sure share its core beliefs with outsiders and new members, right? Mm-hmm. You can watch the lady from. Uh, oh, dude. What was the show? King of Queens. The um, Kevin James. Not him, no, but the wife. Leanne. Oh, the bitch. Yeah. Well, she's a bitch. Yeah, she is. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've heard from a lot. Well, I've heard from because I don't know, but I've read and seen that not only does she portray a bitch on that show, mm-hmm. uh, she is was. At the point that I read these articles and heard these things, yeah. hey, my shit don't stink, bitch. Yeah, but bitch. you know what? I, that's I, almo- that's I almost every you, celebrity. I you every one of them. Like, even Ryan Reynolds, who comes across as, like, this little sweetheart, man. You know what I mean? I didn't know I'm, he was in Scientology. He's not. Oh. It was, it, this is, I, I'm sidetracked. Got but it. even someone like that, who everybody thinks is fantastic and funny and sweet <laughs> or whatever... I'm sure there's people that have been on set with them. JT Miller. What a dickhead. JT Miller, who the dude who played Weasel and um Deadpool one and two. Yeah. He come right out and said that he because of how much of a dick he was off you know off set. Decided not to do part three. That he won't do part three. Yeah. Um in which Ryan Reynolds retorted with yeah, the fuck are you talking about, dude? And then they apparently patched up. So who knows what will actually happen for Deadpool three? Right, because it's not made. But yeah. But they 
they have patched up since then, but yes, there are reports of Ryan Reynolds being like they're you know appearing to be the funniest, mm-hmm. greatest. Like you would love this yeah. dude as your best friend. Yeah, but, but then as a you know at the same time, it's one of those guys you don't want to take to a bar with you. Right, because he's gonna get you into a fight, um, and then he's gonna hide. Speaking of Scientology, yeah. oh. back to that. Yeah, we are going back to it right now. Okay. The uh, creator of it, what was his name, Hubbard or yep. something? Did he was crazy? Yeah. Yeah, like so, called yeah. his like documented. When he was married. What was it like? His second wife mm-hmm. threatened to leave him. So he kidnapped their kid. I don't know how, how old she was. Kidnapped the kid, called her, said he butchered her, killed her, and she was dead. And then hung up the phone. Like, hoping she'd be like, I'll take you back. Like, what'd you do to her? You know, and it's. Jesus. Right? And then so. later called back and was like, I did. Yeah, that was a big joke. Didn't <laughs> kill the kid. Kid's still alive. Oh, Mike. Hold on, man. I've got to get back to Scientology. No, 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 no. Because it's a perfect opportunity for one terrible Tuesday was home. All right, I'll give you one. Um, did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No. Uh, it's all right. He woke up. Well, that's good. His name was Tom. Oh, so stupid. And Tom hey, actually learned how to sleep with his eyes open in school. Yeah. Why, <laughs> don't, why don't monsters eat ghosts? Why not, Mike? Because it tastes like sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've gotten that out of the way, back to Scientology. You know, um, for the record... That may have been the first terrible Tuesday with Mike. That right, that might have been my first joke. Or second, that's my second. I told one other one before, but I can't remember it anymore. That's not about right. Um, so in the eighties, the top eleven people <laughs> in the cult were sent to jail for burglary, infiltration, wiretapping. More than a hundred government and private agencies. So they worked for Nixon. Ah, oh, boom, boom! Call back to an earlier episode. Yeah, but eighties would have been Reagan, right? Eighties would have been Reagan. Um, but the wire. But I get you. I get you. I get where you're going with that. Uh, financial scams. Basically, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! A church pulling a financial scam, Mike? You, sir, are unfounded. Okay. No. Nah. Uh, with heavy sarcasm yes, dripping yeah. off. I of mean, that. it's crazy that they're all tax exempt. But anyways, the the self help therapies led by the church have caused tons of suicides. Um, it's oh, one man. of they listed as one of the top two hundred mind controlling cults. They they developed they developed a crude psychotherapy method called auditing, which <clears throat> I don't even know. This basically says that unhappiness comes from me- poor mental thought. He had an <laughs> e-meter. It knocked that stuff out. It cured blindness. What's 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 an e-meter? It just says his, it's an e-meter because they, your, your poor thoughts cause engrams, which are mental aberrations. So he had an e-meter that he would put on your head, and it would knock out the engrams. Cure blindness and help improve your intelligence and appearance. So he was a faith healer. Yeah, I guess, man. It was like like that thing we found at Walmart that was on sale for like $150. You're talking about the bidet? Oh, no, that was. 
it looked like a little strap you put on your head mm -hmm. helped with your brain waves mm -hmm. um all right office Scientology just because I don't know who this guy is and I'm sure Mike will be a history major President Zachary Taylor mm -hmm. uh where about was he at You know, you, you kind of jumped into my weak spot in history. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I know about the presidents, but it, sometimes I have a hard time. Okay. Them. Which, is, which is more than mm -hmm. I know because I didn't even know Zachary Taylor was the president. Mm -hmm. um, but do you know how he died? No. A cherry overdose. What? Zachary Taylor passed away after eating too many cherries and drinking and drinking too much milk at a 4th of July party on 1850. He died on July 9th from gastroenteritis, the acid along with cherries, along with the counterproduction of the milk, basically caused his body to go, what side do we back? This side? This side. Oh, sorry, cat. And um, it basically middleman the whole way till it just went. You know what? Fuck it. We're not. Taking We're done. Cats. So yeah, uh, the the this this poor fella. Well, I say poor fella. He could have been a dick president. I have no idea. Nothing about the man. Yeah. He could have been an amazing president. Hey, if so, sorry. Well, the fact that I can't place him in a time period doesn't make me very hopeful. It means he didn't do shit. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's... It's amazing the shit people died from back in the day, man. Um, did you ever hear about Andrew Jackson's parrot? Nope. President Andrew Jackson thought it was hilarious. Teach his parrot how to cuss like a sailor. <laughs> so much so... That they actually had to take his parrot out of the funeral home. During his funeral. <laughs> because it kept interrupting with profanities. Which is, I mean, unfortunate it was at a funeral, but kind of fucking yeah, hilarious. That's pretty awesome. If I had a parrot, that'd be the first word. I, I'd, that'd be the first thing I taught him was a curse word. So, you ever hear of the Orient Express? Yeah. Yeah, man. Murder on the Orient Express, right? yeah. Yeah. So. In fact, the doctor solved that murder mystery. It was a mummy. Oh, well, on Doctor Who. You ruined my fucking story. Dude, that was like three years, like past where you're at right now. Um, so, President Paul de Chanel of France was on the Orient Express. Ouch. <coughs> Knox. That's right. I mean, I mean, the penguins are pissing me off That's too, right. man, but you're not going to throw my head on the floor. Oh, my goodness. Just jumped off the top of the bar. Um, that might be one of your lives, kid. Um, he uh, was on the Orient Express. Leaned out the window of the train. <laughs> fell out. Well, I'm sorry. That's just dumb. But, well, I mean, he's... Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't... I'm sorry to interrupt was, and all that, but, right. if, but... That's dumb. He, that, that's pretty listen, dumb. That pretty much summed up this dude's presidency. <laughs> it was a train wreck. 
But anyway, so he, he falls out. He's just wearing pajamas. The train leaves. Right? And then you know how those other, the, the, um, the, um, the single men and stuff would like follow the train and go. With the rickshaw. The, uh, yeah. No, no, the rickshaw is a Not big, the rickshaw. But, but the, the pumping yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go to the next spot so they could change the lights and adjust the tracks for the train coming the other way, right? Right. So he stops them and says, you know, I'm, I'm the president of France. And the guy looks at him and says, that's funny because I'm Napoleon Bonaparte. And he uh, he was very unusual. He would toss flowers. Anytime people would give him flowers, he would throw them back to the people giving them to him. Um, the British ambassador came to visit. He came out to talk to them naked. That guy's my hero. <laughs> He went, him and the ministers were traveling on the Orient Express. <laughs> he went back to his, his coach at like 10 o'clock at night, took a sleeping pill. He felt hot, so he opened the window to lean out to try to get fresh air to cool off, and that's when he fell out. But because back then the trains moved so slow, right? he had some bumps and bruises and... <laughs> um, you know, survived it, but became like the laughing stock. Yeah! 9 7 Houston. I'm full of shit. Philly won. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fucked up, Tom. But, anyways. Why, Philly won? I know, but you fucking made me a little concerned. <laughs> so. <clears throat> oh, um, do you know how photographs got their start? Like what they were originally designed for because of how long they took to... Nope. Go. Originally only for the deceased. <laughs> yeah. So the majority of the true vintage pictures you see, at least one person in there... <laughs> is always dead. Is always dead. Oh, that's creepy. But the mortician would dress them up, make them up, position them, and then have the family stand around. Which, you know, yes, is honoring the dead and whatnot, mm -hmm. but creepy as fuck. So, my next one, we go back to the motherland for this. Woo! Poland! No. Not your motherland. <laughs> the guy that is the host of the podcast's motherland. Oh, Billy? No. Tom, Tom, <laughs> listen. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> Something's wrong. Mm, Tom might have shot a cat in the fridge. Right? No, 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 no. Or grab the wrong beers. So, <laughs> at this point, anything's possible, people. We're mm, 140 minutes into our podcast for the evening. Oh, Roughly. Um, in 1917, Tom, 
Well, Tom misread the side of the case on one of the ABV okay. values. So I was a little confused for a second, but then when I pulled the whole case out and reread it, it's right. I can't even see the numbers. Six eight. Six five. Six five. This is the secret beer hug, which is the last flavor in this variety right. pack. And it's in a blue can with a cool bear. It's more teal. Yeah, no, it's not teal. Could be green, actually. Well, the green diamonds in the background. Don't trust me. I can't tell the difference between shades. Um, so, in 1917, right, Nova Scotia, which is in Canada, Tom. Yes, yes, yes. I know Nova Scotia because that's where Shorzy's from. Actually, it's not Letter Kenny is where Shorzy's from. Yeah. But. Two ships. Which, by the way, have you seen the spinoff Shorzy? No. Fantastic. I'll have to look. Um... We have an event in 1917 called the Halifax Explosion. Yes. Okay. In Halifax Harbor in Nova Scotia. Two ships were passing each other. One was leaving in a hurry. The other one was coming into the harbor. In a hurry. They're both trying to make time. Yeah. These things happen. Because they were transporting explosives for World War One. Obviously, both captains were not very safe. They bumped into each other. And then kablooey. They, they both exploded. Um, happened December 6th of 1917. 2,000 people were killed. 9,000 injured. Holy shit. Um, That's a big boo-boo. Yeah, that was a big mistake. The Mont Blanc, Blanc was loaded with TNT and pyric acid, Whoa. along with highly inflammable benzol and gun cotton. Well, I mean, historically, nitroglycerin has been, it's all, yeah. always been unstable. Right. And when they did the check of the ships, they kind of didn't catch it because it never really came through the harbor. But they were the regulations were relaxed because of the German submarines that were outside of it. And uh, boom, there she went. Little fender bender turned into. It's one of the major events in history as the largest non-nuclear explosion to ever happen. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw a little bit further back here, Mike. Mm -hmm. Do you know that up until 1920, what well, one of the most popular Olympic events was? Um, literature. <laughs> Tug of war. Oh. Hmm. And Britain. Won the most with five medals and USA with three. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, you know, you know how some events in history are just like unexplainable. Such as the Phillies being in the World Series, yes. No, that's explainable, dude. You just gotta make it. You just gotta make it to the dance. 
anything can happen. It's just like the Steelers being a wild card and winning the um, Stanley Cup. But, um... <laughs> so... I'll tell you what, right now, honestly, though, Mike, the Steelers have a better chance yeah. of winning the Stanley Cup than the Penguins hey, do at the moment. I mean, but that's fair because right now the Penguins probably have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> than the Steelers do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the World Series compared to the Pirates. So, hey... I'm telling you, every year, the Penguins do a charity event against the Pirates. In the last seven years, Depends the Penguins are undefeated against yeah. the Pirates. Yeah. Did you try this beer yet? Yes, I did. It, it's kind of, it's, that, that's, that's, that's a hoppy IPA, sir. Oh, yeah, this is the most IPA-ish of the bunch. <laughs> um, it's still good. Yeah, oh, no, but yeah. I like IPAs. If you don't like IPAs, you would not like this beer. So, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Barbarians. Okay? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes, it is. If you're into historical shows. Or just violent shows. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of violence. Um, but... Which, in all fairness, um, a lot of people, myself included... Like the quote unquote hook in the history was the violent aspect mm -hmm. of it. So, if, if you're not familiar, Rome obviously was intent on building the empire, expanding the empire. <laughs> so, there's a legion in the Roman <laughs> army, the Ninth Legion. 5,000 Roman soldiers right. stationed in Great Britain, which is where, like, the barbarians take place in 120 CE. Which is essentially the same as AD. Yeah. Um, I know this because I looked up, I looked it up today. They, they were mentioned one time in historical records and never mentioned again. The Roman Legion? Yeah. The Ninth Legion. Yes. Do you know why? Disappeared. Do you know why? Why? Because they were all Dalek, uh, Dalek doubles. <laughs> they went there for the sole purpose of capturing the Doctor and Amy Pond. Mm. Which is when Rory comes back to life. Well, interesting enough. That I'm sorry if I spoiled that for you, but if I spoiled that for you, then shame on you, because that was like 12 years ago uh, on Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> wow. You, like, I'm completely lost at this point. But you, the ninth... You, you know that You know I, that episode. Were there a Stonehenge? I, I understand that, but that's where, not where this Where they create going. the Pandorica. I get it, dude. <laughs> Anyways. Tom is a nerd. It's okay. Good Lord. Let's go back to Nova Scotia. A lot of weird things seem to happen there. I got, a, I got a Russian fact when you're done. Okay. In 1967, a huge flying object was seen over the harbor in Nova Scotia, where it hovered for a while and then, quote-unquote, crashed into the water. The object was never identified, even to the two local residents reported that the object was floating in the harbor. 
October 4th of 1967. So wait, we're talking about aliens now? That's basically what this is saying. October 4th of 1967, 11 people saw a low-flying object heading towards the harbor. Multiple, Multiple witnesses reported hearing a whistling sound like a bomb and then a whoosh. And la- then finally a loud bang. Telling With a flash of light, something right? Something crashed into the harbor. Yep. The initial report was made by a local resident. They went to look. Couldn't find it. They figured it was an aircraft. They just labeled it as a UFO. Which, you know... um, Recently, you had to really be paying attention to it. But a few years ago, the U.S. government came out and admitted that aliens were real. But it was so overshadowed by, um, like, other shit. Yeah, they got, kind of got buried. Like, they threw, like they said... Uh, by the way, government says aliens are real, and oh, Ben and Jen broke up for the 9,000th time this week. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh my god, Ben and Jen! Whereas, I'm like, wait a minute, aliens? Anywho, I digress. Back to my Russian story here. Uh, hit us with your Russian story, and I think that'll be the last one. This may actually be a shock to a lot of people myself included, when I read it. That after World War II ended, specifically, 22 hours after World War II had ended, Russia ran out of vodka. Interesting. How'd that happen? They were celebrating. Yep, celebrating the end of the World War II. Well, that'll probably never happen again. Until World War Three. Well, hopefully. But that we're not around to see it. Um It's really all I got, man. I mean I could dig I could get on here and search and dig and find well, some more, but do you know pineapples used to be a uh a symbol of wealth? Oh yeah. Because originally... Because it, it was rare to have them in the... You'd have to be rich to have them shipped in. Yep. Yeah. So people would actually keep them on their tables or mantles until they were completely mm-hmm. rotten just to be like, look. Yep. I got, I got a pineapple. It's well, usually what I do when I buy my pineapples. Yeah, that's because you don't have to cut them up and eat them. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, because if you go and ever go to Williamsburg, there's fucking pineapples everywhere. All the houses, all the all the wealthy houses are filled with them. Nowadays, if you see it, an upside down pineapple, it something else. Um, and I was actually surprised to find that Putin Bay mm-hmm. is one of the biggest upside down pineapple places. It doesn't surprise me actually, because like, rich people get bored. Yeah, but yeah. So if you're a swinger or want to be a swinger. Or interested in that lifestyle, head over to Putin Bay. Um, there's hotels and houses and B and Bs and Airbnbs or whatever. 
that are catered just for upside down pineapple people. But listen, we've now taken up half of Price your about shift. three hours. Yeah. <laughs> we've definitely taken up half of your work shift or at least gotten you to lunch. Um, Which, by the way, um, speaking of lunch, Mike and Tom love pizza. So if you would ever uh, care to uh, have some ordered and delivered on Tuesday nights, we would love it. That's Yeah, yeah we definitely would. Cheap bastards. Um, we yeah, definitely are. are. <laughs> That's right. So um, help Chelsea out because if if you don't sponsor our episodes with pizza, uh, Chelsea will have to. Um, put anchovies on that pizza you deliver. They mm, love them. Oh, yeah, we do. We definitely love them. Um, or, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, into that kind of thing, you can send us a pizza with up the upside down pineapples, uh, to, at least for Mike. Mike. Yeah. For Mike, Mike, Mike will accept an upside down pineapple pizza. Um, but that's all we got. But Mike will not accept all upside down pizza. That's true. Pizza. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a special one. Mike has a list of requirements. Um, Share the episode. Tell your friends. We Be nice to each other. Be kind, man. Be the reason someone smiles. I mean, I think that's all I got, Tom. Like, I was driving down the road the other day, or today, and this dude is, I could see him screaming at me. You know, shaking his fist, screaming at me. And I just did the play thing, and I waved with all five fingers and just kept driving. Well, in that guy's defense, Tom was driving the wrong way on a one-way street. Well, no, defense, Tom had to go Tom around was... an Amish buggy. Uh, uh, fair enough. I didn't even want to get started on the Amish. It was a sport coupe too. It was two wheel, no oh, roof. Nice. Oh yeah. Fancy. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that that particular group of people. I'm not a fan of what they do. To that's a whole. We're not going right? yeah, there, Tom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be all, well, this will turn into like a six hour episode and I'll just have to stay up and go to work. Um, so listen, people, everybody we, getting approved. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's eating. Um, just kidding, by the way, if you're one of my supervisors or anything like that at work, but we appreciate you all. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Please share our episodes. Tony, give us a listen. Uh, i we're hilarious. Your friends will think we're hilarious too. We're funny, and we 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 know that we're the worst podcast ever. We own it. Mm. We enjoy it. It's kind of our so thing. Speaking of, our new Penguins jersey, Mike. Tom is wearing his worst podcast I can ever. Show you under mine, but che- Chelsea, Chelsea, we're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I slept in it the other night. Okay. Though. All right. Fair enough. But listen, people, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for joining us.